You went to the dermatologist. I did. I went this morning. So I got a got a mole removed to make sure I don't have cancer because that's why you go to the dermatologist. I think other people go for different reasons. But that's mostly why I go. And uh, the the dermatologist asked me how old I was. I told her, and then she said, "Oh yeah, so you know, at this age, you'll you know start developing more freckles and stuff." I was like, "Okay, well, I guess freckles are cooler than moles, right?" And she said. And the next thing you'll have to worry about is age spots. And I said, whoa. She was like, what? <laughs> you're like, you're like, what's, what's, what does Kevin Bacon say in Footloose? He goes, um, oh, jump back. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, whoa. She said, what? I said, hurtful. And I didn't even know that. You didn't even tell me. I could have just kept going. Could have just lived my life never knowing. And then when it happened, I'd be like, oh, what's this? And I could Google it. I could I could have saved so much peace in my life until that moment and then just been uh, unhappily surprised at that point. But now I just am going to live with anxiety until I get one and then be like, well, this is my life now. Okay. I don't know what the difference between like an age spot and a sunspot is because I got sunspots all over my shoulders. I think they're the same thing. Well, I've had them since I was like 10. So, I mean, if that makes Long you feel better, better, you can. I didn't ask anymore because I didn't want to know anymore. This is like I told you with the things where I don't want to know. Like, I genuinely don't want to know when people say stuff. I'm like, no, I'm fine. They're like, let me tell you. I'm like, no, I'm seriously. I really can keep going. I can keep living my life never knowing this and it'd be completely fine. I'll just be blissfully unaware and happily die <laughs> i i think the only aging issue that i'm having right now is like my crow's feet are starting to come in but like mm-hmm. um i'm on also a very rigorous skincare routine since lauren works for clinique but also a baby face when you're 60 <laughs> and that's the goal <laughs> but uh also when my right shoulder for some reason like if i put weight in it and then like go out like this uh it hurts really bad have you thought maybe you're just a baby (laughs) (laughs) uh we don't need two of them on this team oh Uh, so i was telling lauren about it last night and she just goes i need to find someone younger (laughs) (laughs) it's only like a three-year difference (laughs) um no i was gonna say uh i've been feeling very dad guy lately we went to menards um, and for those, yeah. for those of you who don't have a Menards near you, it's basically like a Home Depot or a Lowe's. Uh, everybody should have one of those around them. But we went to Menards to look at a light fixture. And then on our way out, we stopped by the clothing area because they sell clothes. It's just like dad carpentry DIY clothes oh. with like the Menards logos on them. And I was like, these are sweet. <laughs> I want <laughs> I want to buy one. Well, we bought two each. But we've been doing a lot of... Oh, I, I guess it, um, our last episode air was my first, our first episode in our new house. So this is the second one. But now we're installing flooring everywhere, which is why the whole background of me looks like uh, a mess right now. But we're in this like very big DIY kind of carpentry remodeling phase of our lives. And all of... Uh, when we go to when we go to Menards and we see all these like... This is ratty clothes that are just kind of like yeah you wear this when you're doing man stuff mm. um i was like i need more of that because <laughs> i am like getting my favorite clothes all painted up and all cut and splintered and this is a new age in my life where i have become my dad nice and what well, i've always dreamed of sorry now keep going uh oh i was just gonna say that the next phase of my life is probably reading books about submarines 
<laughs> Why submarines? <laughs> just what do, that's just what guys do after they turn like 35. Subs? Is there ever sub? Okay. Nah, I, I did. I read a book on the USS Indianapolis, but I was in uh, like sixth grade, seventh grade. Hmm. So it was my okay. first submarine book. What are you going to say? I'm just on, no, I'm just on submarines now. That's in my brain. I'm just thinking about because it made me think of how I was talking with Jenny about this the other day. When you were a kid, did you spend irrationally long periods of time focusing on one thing, thinking that it would be a large contributor to your life only to have it never happen? Like quicksand, for example. I spent probably a month just every spare moment of my thoughts. I don't know how old I was, probably too old to be doing this, but just thinking like, yeah, that's out there somewhere. Like someone, there was a comedian thing in their life. Yeah. John. So John Mulaney has a skit on this too. He's like, I just felt like quicksand was going to be a lot bigger of a deal than it was. But then like also Mm -hmm. moist critical on YouTube said the same thing about quicksand. So I think, I think quicksand has built up an irrational fear in a lot of millennials lives right now. And I think maybe I'm not uh, unique then. Well, I think, I think super Mario 64 and Indiana Jones were big contributors to those. Well, there's two more, though, too. I spent uh, volcanoes. Mm-hmm. Lots of time thinking mm. about volcanoes. Yeah. And then the other one was whales, just because they're so big. They're <laughs> just out there. They're just living. And they're like, I th- they're just huge. I think I think volcanoes is probably my only my only one. Like as a kid, the other one was the other one was um, just being like morbidly obese. <laughs> I I really like got a fear a, I had, or just an interest. What? No, well, like a fear. Like okay. So I spent a lot of my youth like fearing that, but not understanding that like not everybody just it's not like a, you roll the dice and that's how you end up. Like you have a choice of whether you end up like that like that or not. And I think I was in first grade when uh, I realized this. I feel like I'm going into a therapy session. I don't know if I like this. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, I, I'll I'll go into it. So like there there were like these little magnets on in the room that you could like play with during playtime or whatever. And the magnets, just, I don't know, they were just pictures of people and dogs and random things. And it was just showing you, like, all the different types of people there are and different shapes and sizes and whatever. And I there was, just, like, this big, hefty white dude with, like, a beard and a bald head. And I remember being so scared that that was going to be me when I was 50. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't I don't have that, but I guess I have similar ones. Yeah. What? Um, but, that, I mean, that's all I had, really. I don't think I've, I don't know, I've spent most of my life being self-centered so i spend most of my time thinking about myself (laughs) pretty much (laughs) speaking of thinking about ourselves we're going to talk about partnering which is the opposite of thinking about yourself yeah or 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 yeah Um, so this topic comes up a lot because uh i see in a lot of forums where partnering is such a bad idea and I, i can't find anybody out there that says that you should partner with somebody it's always super negative like no someone's always going to be working more or someone's going to be providing more value and you're just gonna you know end up hating each other and i wish no i don't um <laughs> i was gonna say i wish i shared that sentiment but i <laughs> that's stupid no i don't um but like, I just, no but no I, they're grumpy people yeah well i well yeah they must be grumpy and they must have like a i don't know, they must have been stupid about it and i think they're just looking outward instead of looking inward so i guess uh uh sit down we're gonna tell you a little story here 
about how Cody and I became partners. Um, yeah, so I started Evergrow um, like in what, 2017, technically. I bought the domain and then started engaging in an online forum, started building the website on Wix. It was awful. But I wanted I wanted this just to be kind of like an extra income thing, just to pay off some debt. Because I was essentially cash flow negative in 2017 with my day job and the, the, the debt that I had. I uh, started talking to Cody just because we had worked at an agency together. We weren't friends. We were Facebook thought we were friends, but we weren't like real life friends. And I would ask him things because I knew Cody was knowledgeable in a lot of the stuff. So SEO, Google Ads. And I was building a brand for myself. Whereas Cody didn't really build a brand for himself. It's more or less just kind of freelance. Mm-hmm and yeah freelance and affiliate stuff but regardless wasn't uh yeah anyway keep going oh uh and then i got my first client in february of 2018 off of a landscaping and lawn care forum and they lasted like two months and then i another client uh inside the box who's still with us today just um a a very different iteration of what i originally sold them uh but i think i got like one more client in 2018 and that was it and pretty much all of 2018 was relatively stagnant. However, I spent a ton of time building the brand and, and just building our presence and getting out there in online forums. And then around, gosh, I can't remember, I think it was like April or May of 2018, you had mentioned in a Facebook message that you thought of the idea of partnering. And I remember I was like, ah, no, nah, I can go kiss my ass. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to partner with anybody. This is mine. <laughs> and then like, uh, I think in like, late summer had it been like august or september you messaged me again you're like hey by the way i was serious but that partnering message i sent and then i was like oh keep in mind cody and i were not again we weren't friends we weren't we didn't not like each other it just we worked at an agency agency together and we had very different roles and we knew of each other Um, well not only that then you moved away physically yeah i moved to kansas city i left the agency i mean i went to a different agency too so we were completely different places at that point yeah and we're also very different people on the surface so i'm very i tend to be very extroverted and um go out i drink cody's very introverted doesn't drink doesn't go out so on paper we're the opposite (laughs) and but then we ended up meeting in cedar falls our hometown where we actually met at a coffee shop called sidecar coffee on college hill i love sidecar still love (laughs) and you just wanted to get more information about where i was at in the business i think it was like financials and uh just what i've been doing you hadn't actually presented anything yet and then after i think we met for like an hour or two or something i went back to kansas city and we met back up again i think in november or december of the same year but this time was in des moines at smoky row coffee and this is when shit got real so, <laughs> I had a proposal. He did. He had a proposal. He's like, hey, I got some things that uh, you may like, and I've got some things that you'll hate. So at the time, I was a very boutique agency. I offered different services, SEO, SEM, Google ads, or uh, social media ads. Basically, any like if somebody wanted Reddit ads, I'd run them. I had no idea how to run Reddit ads, uh, but I was going to find out. <laughs> and uh, I wanted to, this kind of goes in line with our first episodes, like episode two and three, which is like pick your niche and pick your services. Pick my niche. I didn't really pick my services or I didn't really focus on what worked. I just said, hey, I'm, I'm going to be a marketing agency. I'm going to do everything digital. But Cody came to me and says, no, we're not going to do everything digital. We're going to do a couple of things that we're good at and we're going to hammer that on or hammer that home. And then we're going to have a productized service. So if you want something outside of the scope, too bad. Uh, go somewhere else. And I remember being very apprehensive about that. I was like, ah, I don't know if I like that. But then 
and we've talked about this in another episode. You was like, you were like, so like, do you want to make money or do you just want to do what you're doing? <laughs> and, and keep in mind, like, I don't have any clients at this time. That's that's my response to anybody too. <laughs> when, whenever there's a talk about partnerships, and then because it always like it will always at some point you dig deep enough and it will come down to ego, and then you say, well, you could have a hundred percent of zero, which is fine. Or I mean, maybe not zero. You can have a hundred percent of your thing, or you could have a lot more, like a lot, a lot, lot more, and yeah, maybe you get half of it then. But yeah, and and where our position was is Cody and I both had a hundred percent of zero. So, but what if we combined, <laughs> we could potentially have fifty percent of something. Mm-hmm. And I remember before we even met, I remember thinking, okay, well, I'll give him like twenty percent equity, and I'll have eighty because I was like, what are you going to do besides run ads? <laughs> and I was like, I do need you for your ads. But then when you gave me your proposal, you're like, no, I'm like total operations. I do everything, uh, accounting, R and D ads just general management and then i just focus on basically sales that sounded awful to me because i hate sales and i'm i'm not a salesy guy and i also am like don't have a lot of confidence in myself for someone who's extroverted i have very little confidence but uh bringing cody on i was thinking oh god now it's not just like me it's like somebody else so i'm like our success isn't just doesn't just affect me like it affects cody as well so that was just kind of a whole layer to it. So when you presented 50%, I remember... Oh, wait, I didn't do 50. I didn't say 50. Remember? What did you I say? 40, I said... No. No, you did. You said 50%. So this is what this is what we agreed on. It was 50% equity. Oh, but, okay. Well, yeah, okay. Because this or was... 50% uh, profit sharing. Um, yes. And then you also said 50% Sorry. equity. And I said, I would rather be 51% controlling and you 49%, but we can still split the profit 50%. The reason I don't even remember this is because of how little I cared. <laughs> <laughs> and because it was a 100% ego thing for me. And I was like, no, 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 this is my company. I built this. How dare you just come in here and then control half of it? <laughs> I tell people, well, the same stuff still happens to this day. I told Javier the other day, um, we were walking out of class and uh, I can't, I said, I said I was director of operations. He's like, you're not CEO. I was like, no, Jake's CEO. <laughs> He's like, you're not CEO or something. I was like, ah, I mean, yeah, sure. I can be CEO. But I said, you can call me janitor as long as i make the same <laughs> money i really don't care in fact it'd be better because then fewer people would bug me <laughs> that's actually why you have director of operations because fewer yeah. clients bug you if you had coo that'd be a different story i know i realize that this is getting more like eventually this will have to switch because it's getting more complicated where we have talks and people don't realize who they're talking to and that actually makes more logistical problems than the other way around so eventually i'm gonna have to update it and say like coo comma own co-owner so people know that I, I make some important decisions here. <laughs> but yeah, anyway. Well, yeah. So it was 100% an ego thing. And I was just like, I don't want to, I don't want you to have equal controlling. And you're like, whatever, I don't care. But when we, so we got a lawyer involved because that's just the smart thing to do mm-hmm. um, to actually draft up the contract or draft up our partnership agreement. But we also drafted up ex- exit agreements as well. If one of us wants to leave for whatever reason and you had in the agreement that once we hit five what, five figures a month no or was it four figures a month i can't remember four or five figures a month not very high the the original yeah the original plan was when we hit I think it was five 10k 10k yeah. monthly recurring gross profit that mm-hmm. we reevaluate and just see where we're at how yeah. we feel about things yeah i think in the agreement though like the reevaluation was a key component of it but i think in the, the specifically it was at 10k equity goes to 50 percent mm-hmm. um 
and all it all that meant was that we each had an equal controlling thing so now what i if when i had 51 percent, what i say went and although that was never the case i still consulted with cody and i still respected his opinion and we still did things that way nothing has actually changed like now it's 50 percent, and i legally don't have authority over cody in in the direction of evergrow uh but it still hasn't changed we're still operating the same way we always did it really like nothing we had a, <laughs> i remember emailing uh our lawyer and being like hey we uh we gotta how do we do this how do we make it 50 50 from where we were at and he sent us some papers to sign and all that stuff but uh, nothing actually internally changed we still do things the same way we talk through things together minor things we just don't care we're like that's you this is me but yeah this is our fourth year in business together. Mm-hmm. I like I forget that a lot. That we're already four years and we're still going strong. Uh, we don't mm-hmm. get into arguments. There's every now and then I'll do something shitty and Cody be like, "Hey, I didn't appreciate that. Like, I wanted you to consult with me first. Um, and sometimes I do shitty things and then you very politely point them out and I get angry and then I come back 24 hours later and I say, "You're right." I never handle things well when is in my brain. I like to think that I'm a superior human being who is hyper capable of things. And then when that's pointed out, obviously wrong many times, my knee jerk every single time. And I tell this people, I tell this people, I even tell the minions, I tell them in advance. I'm like, if you come back to me with something, my, it's always, I hate it no matter what, right from the start. And then I'm going to think about it. I'm going to have shower thoughts. I'll think about it in the car and I'll come back and I'll be like, okay, no. Yeah. You, you had a really good point and I was wrong, but but just know that I will do that every single time. (laughs) Yeah. So, well, now, you know, the history of how Cody and I officially partnered up and in kind of how our business goes. So, uh, I think we wanted to give some tips on whether you should or shouldn't partner, because what you shouldn't do is just listen to whatever people say on all online forums, because 90% of them are going to say, don't partner up with anybody because 99% of them have done it wrong. Yeah, this, okay, first thing before we even get into it is the, uh, we'll do the marriage reference again too. Yeah, if you talk to people who went through bad divorces, they're going to tell you. Every single one will be like, don't get married. (laughs) (laughs) And I think it's hilarious to talk about how their life got derailed. Um, But yeah, so they're the happy marriages out there that are just happy and then you don't hear about them. And that's it's like everything you hear more about that stuff than the other way around unless you go actively looking or searching for it so yeah well it's like bad reviews and good reviews like you're never going to see a good review of your business but you're going to see a bad review or like yeah occasionally the amazing but definitely not the three star like hmm this experience was extremely (laughs) mediocre this was such an adequate experience (laughs) this was was, this was an experience it was so normal i forgot that it happened (laughs) three stars (laughs) uh yeah um so number one is don't partner with friends or family um and i you know we could be wrong you could partner with a friend or partner with a family member and it could go very well we see a lot of our clients who um are technically partners with their wives Mm -hmm. which is cool um i wouldn't just personally uh just because i think cody and i also uh hit a gold mine um and very like statistically improbable for us to actually meet and then decide to start a business together because we're so different. Cody has strengths that I don't have and I have strengths that Cody doesn't have and our weaknesses are also the same um, or I guess opposite. But the biggest thing is is we didn't make a business out of friendship. We made a friendship out of business and that shouldn't be how it is 
all the time because as soon as you invite friends into your business, it's going to be really hard to establish correct communication in a business setting and things can get a little too friendly. Uh, not like sexually, but like, <laughs> well, sometimes with Cody. <laughs> say, I, say uh, I guess, well, there's that, that cliche with secretaries. <laughs> um, a sex secretary. Yeah. Don't, yeah. don't do that. Don't, don't do that, guys. Uh, but yeah, Co- yeah, Cody and I weren't friends for the longest. I can't remember, like, I don't know when we decided that we were friends. Mm. It had to have been like a year in a business. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. It's so strange to think about. I when I think about friendships and stuff too, I really value duration and frequency, and I like go into things assuming that uh, I'll be able to make certain things last long term and think that way. Um, but not all friendships that you have are like that, or even relationships too. Is and wait, so the reason I say this is when I think about the people and where they're at who would think about starting businesses with friends they're probably not very old yet or uh or they're not in environments where they're meeting people who would be uh who they'd have more confidence in partnering with maybe someone in a professional network of some sort uh and i guess that that would be hard but that's also why people go to networking events and that sort of thing too to build professional relationships and then as time goes on build friendships out of them too of course some people aren't even that good of friends as with their partners right i mean that that happens too especially very large companies that might have a full board and whatnot but uh yeah i yeah i mean i remember working with you and being like and you saying i wouldn't invite i would only invite like really really close friends to a birthday party and then like i wasn't even in that list yet (laughs) (laughs) there was actually nobody in that list (laughs) maybe maybe jenny yeah maybe (laughs) um but now i'm probably the first person you would invite besides jenny Mm -hmm. and uh but and and likewise um i tell i tell Lauren all the time besides you um cody's my best friend And that's not just because I have a lack of friends, but it is most of it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I think anybody, anybody who, okay, actually, here's a question. I wanted to know this too, because I can't remember if I ever told you this. This is relatively early on once we got started and we actually started getting a ton of work because you were doing sales and it was happening and we were growing. And I had my first panic moment where I realized I think a lot of people will hit this uh, if they are going to see if they're going to make the jump, the full jump. I guess it happened twice. The first one was when we just started making sales at all, any at all. And then... And you're like, I, you're like shit, I have to do stuff now. <laughs> well, yeah. And not only just stuff, it was just the amount of stuff. And I realized, like, my weekend's gone. This is... I no longer get to do anything else. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. I can't sit on the couch and watch anime. <laughs> I have to, like, do stuff. <laughs> um, And... Yeah, that's what you signed up for. But you have to think about it and and be very serious and be like, okay, um, no, from from now until probably three years from now, there goes a lot of my life because I'm going to have my job and I'm going to have this. And I I just remember panicking and thinking, okay, am I going to do this? I'm actually and then just because I had a partner being confident and comfortable doubling down because I couldn't let you down. I knew I had to do it because this is what I signed up for. It would have been much easier to walk away if it was just me and say, this is overwhelming. I'm overwhelmed. I can't handle all of this. This is too much. But uh, yeah, I couldn't let you down. So that's what I think that's a big thing to think about too, 
is if you know you have trouble with accountability. Um, I don't even know accountability is the word, but just I get overwhelmed extremely easily. So unless I have something another level up that holds me accountable and I'm required to, at least in my brain, right, required to deliver, then uh, I'll just panic. <laughs> I'll panic, panic leave. Um, that's a good, I like the accountability thing because that's probably one of the re- main reasons why I didn't grow in 2018 is just because I, I didn't care enough to dedicate my entire life and solving problems I didn't want to solve because it was just me. And I had a full-time job that I could just, you know, double down on and work harder at. But then when you came on board, it was like, okay, I actually have to do things now. (laughs) And then when we started getting sales, I was like, hell yeah, now Cody has to do things now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. I was going to, but the second point then was when I actually jumped ship from the day job too. And then thinking, okay. Um, I mean, it was a little different because I was going back to school at the same time. So like my time wasn't the traditional I'm 100% going to have my entire focus on this. Um, But it was still, oh, there goes my day job money, right? (laughs) And that was the other uh, panic. I think, and I think if people, sorry, this this isn't necessarily, the first part was partnery, but this, I think both these parts are just entrepreneurial, where I think it's normal if you hit both of those experiences and those are the real push comes to shove moments where you decide if you're going to, do this, you're going to actually do it. And it's a good fit for you. And if it's not, that's okay. Like you don't have to do it. And I've seen lots of people now get to that spot where they took on just a little too much and they were still too scared to make the leap because they didn't think it would be there. So they didn't. And that's okay. Uh, for multiple reasons. One is maybe you're not there. Like maybe, maybe you need to, you do need to get to a better spot before you feel safe and comfortable doing that. The other is then maybe it's just not the right fit and that's okay too but regardless either way and, and you might just be in the middle you might be i just need a little bit more time to build the confidence you might need um more time to get things in order but either way that's fine and don't beat yourself up about it um were you gonna ask a question i thought you started this and say i'm gonna ask a question and mm, then and then you didn't don't remember i just started going i went off mm, that's okay um we'll move on <laughs> <laughs> did we have another point about Deciding to partner? Uh, uh, oh, uh, yeah, I do. Um, I kind of touched on it just a little bit before, but uh, make sure you find someone that has strengths that you don't have. Uh-huh. And don't just pick someone that you know that they are uh, they have a good work ethic. So uh, in our landscaping community, for instance, are a lot of our clients or just people that we engage with, they've ended up partnering with somebody who was maybe employed by them at one point or another person who was really good at landscaping. So now you have two business owners who are who came from the landscaping field and are both kind of very hands-on people. If both of them have the same history of doing like the same job and now they're partners together, that doesn't really create a diverse partnership. It's just kind of like, I don't know, you, you split one person and turn them into two. Now you're going to run into an issue where one person feels like the other person is doing more work. What Cody and I do are totally different. We like I focus on sales and client relationships, and Cody focuses on operations. So half the time, Cody doesn't even know what I'm doing, and I don't even know what he's doing. <laughs> and it's, We just trust each other that we're doing it right and it works out <laughs> yeah <laughs> and and um, usually there's some crossover where we well, do need to yeah there are there are situations where i definitely put in more work than cody and there are situations where cody definitely puts in more work than me and we've gone into the situations where i've asked him that if he wants to take home more of the profit share because he's working more than me but the agreement that we came on to was 
that we didn't partner and put 50-50 into equity because we thought we were going to provide 50% of the labor each. It was 50% of the value to the company. So if I work 10 hours a week and Cody works 30 hours a week, but we still equate our value to be the same, then we're going to keep it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, this last like month, yeah, August 16th, I think, is when we moved into our house. This last month has sucked for me. I have put in probably the bare minimum effort into what my role should be whereas this is cody's full-time thing so like this is cody's sole source of income you're also in college or in school learning japanese um and you're doing a little side thing uh working on a prototype for a product yeah that's top secret though yeah can't talk about it um (laughs) it's a double-ended butt plug they're good i don't even remember it could have been It could have been the last episode where I was like, it's not a secret at all. I'll tell people everything. I don't know. I just kind of. Yeah. We'll see. My life right now. I'm like, I don't, <laughs> I don't remember the consistency. So I, please check me. I haven't cut the last episode yet. So I don't, I don't remember what we talked about. Uh, so Cody's probably spending three times as much time or three times as much yeah, time as I am in the business. But that will shift once I start, once everything behind me gets cleared out and we get put into the office and I actually have more time to, to dedicate to Evergrow after my day job, then it's going to, uh, it's going to shift. And eventually when I leave my day job, it's going to be a big shift. So, and we don't know when that is, it could be, it could be next year, it could be five years, but what's important right now where Evergrow is at is that we're at a position to where everything is pretty much scalable and hands off i can sell a client have hand them off to the employees the minions as we call them and they're launched in 30 days and i don't have to touch it so that's kind of the sweet spot to be you know why why jump ship if you don't have to uh but obviously the goal is to work to a point where i do have to where i'm fielding calls for six to eight hours a day that would be cool but also sucky (laughs) (laughs) yeah they'd be like okay we need to hire a sales guy because i'm tired of talking to people (laughs) yeah i think I think the only last thing I really had was uh, you got to trust each other and you got to build that trust over time. And you can't you can't really accelerate that. You can in some ways try to. I mean, time and frequency solve most things. The more time you spend together, the more frequently you see each other. Those things help. Absolutely. And do that because it's good. We're remote. We still meet up. Uh, we try to do monthly. Um, we do that pretty well. Sometimes more monthly or more than monthly. And then sometimes we might like miss one and then we try to make up for it. But uh, the when we we sorted the papers out early on and i asked uh my our family lawyer to help out he's retired now unfortunately because i like going to him for various miscellaneous life advice <laughs> but he would say no matter what we do this is all early on and it's on a handshake and it's you're you'll have to work things out especially this early because it won't be worth your money to involve someone like me <laughs> So as time went on and we built more trust and continue to and also hold each other accountable to that, too. And then if things don't feel right, that we check in and make sure that we're still mentally in the same place. We just don't worry about a lot of the things that I hear about people talking about. So, for example, our I understand our pay plan, how how we do things 50-50 without necessarily equal labor hours is 100% non-traditional. And that would actually make a lot of people very uh, unhappy if if they did something like that. It works for us. We like it. Um, If you wouldn't, then you need to talk to your partner and you have to talk to them and express your feelings and work it out and work through it. And you need to be comfortable enough to do that without it being an issue. And that's with all of it. I mean, just conflict management, that's good. Knowing each other's um, conflict styles, 
and how to approach things in the best way. Uh, and then just knowing too that you also always have an underlying layer of trust that you know uh, things are going to be okay. I, I think that's critical and one of the most important things you can do, especially early on, because it, I don't know. I, the only thing I could say is there's just so much I don't worry about and don't care that other people talk about or people even ask me or they bring up. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't care. I don't know. I don't care. That's not a thing yet. When it's a thing, we'll talk about it and then we'll sort it out and it'll be fine. But all we have to do, technically speaking, all we have to do is make money, make our clients happy, grow and keep doing that. I always find our conflict style funny because you, you're like very, you always say you kind of avoid conflict, but like what it's with me, you just address it with me immediately. Like, Hey, I didn't like this. And then me, you can just tell in the way I type. Like, I'm just mm-hmm. like, you'll, you'll do something. I'll just be like, okay. <laughs> and you're like, you're like, oh shit, Jake's mad. <laughs> I say that too. I'm like, oh shit, you mad. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it hasn't happened in a while though. Yeah, I know. They've been good for a bit. Uh, it, no, it, um, yeah, I don't know. I think it usually, it's only usually when like, I want to do things a certain way and then you haven't shower thought about it yet mm-hmm. and you had a knee jerk reaction and I'm like, this son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And I'm like, look, I had a shower thought about it already. <laughs> <laughs> There's times too where I tell you, I'm like, I'm not okay with it, but I will be, so do it. <laughs> like, I hate this right now, but I understand it's necessary. So go ahead and I'm gonna be mad until tomorrow. <laughs> I do I do like I think the main point about this, and we can wrap it up because there really isn't a lot to say about partnering i'm just saying like don't just listen to all the hate out there for finding a partner because finding a partner can be great i mean i don't cody and i wouldn't be where we're at right now with evergrow if we didn't partner we would be probably just honestly i'd probably be focusing on my day job and i wouldn't even have this anymore it, it might just be like a side hustle thing with um very little income and cody can probably say the same thing but i get offended and annoyed when people talk shit about partnering because it has worked extremely well for us and it's gotten cody and i to a really good spot financially in our own individual lives and it's going to continue to go that way when the second part of that is just making sure you choose who you do partner with because most of the criticism against partnering is accurate it's just it's who you partner with that really um is the issue and then also how you communicate and then why you partnered with somebody is a big deal uh, I wouldn't partner with somebody just because they bring value. I would partner with somebody because their value will grow with you. And I see this a lot with like, um, we've got a client who brought someone on into like they're, they're partnering with them because they're bringing like a bunch of accounts over with them and they have a lot of uh, experience in the field, but it's already a mess because as soon as you bring all that over, that's where the value ends. You brought that over. You could have just bought them out mm-hmm. and had to, had to be done. But now you've got someone who's who's legally tied to you with equity forever until you buy them out or until whatever your exit agreement is. Yep. So just uh, make sure you partner with somebody who you know you can grow with, but also try to avoid finding someone who's already your friend. That's good. So, all yeah. right, cool. We can end that there. I thought that was going to be a shorter episode. Again, it just wasn't. We're at yeah. 40. I'm at 40 minutes recording. Yeah. Oh, think, well. well, by the time I cut it, it's going to be like uh, 35 Oh, we didn't say goodbye yet. Well, everybody, thanks for listening to this episode on partnering. Uh, We'll see you next week. See ya.